Hey, hey, it's the Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gundelson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-host Stacey Noel Connor. Welcome to the Bravo Breakdown. Hey, hey. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Yep, yeah. it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Sunday, but it's yeah. Tuesday. Sierra, you know, it's bra- it's a Bravo breakdown and Bravo's year-round, so it's hard to – I basically keep track of days, especially during Beverly Hills season, based on when the shows air. So it's a day-ish. It's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> true. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I'm celebrating. I've already started decorating for the holidays. Now we can see some behind me. Oh yeah, some people can. I've already started yep. decorating too. No, I'm joking. Obviously, same, <laughs> same white wall I always have. It's my house level. Yep. Since I moved my furniture around, I was like, I cannot have just a plain white wall behind me, like like freaking Jordan has. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of the white wall is a blank slate so that I can shine. I mean, that's how I'm going to justify my laziness because I just really, it's newer paint. I've been saying this for years, so it's not that new, but it's newer paint. So I don't want to put anything up and damage it. So it's going to be like I live in a box <laughs> oh for, forever. Oh my gosh. I should get like a throne oh, behind. Lord. I don't think you guys would want me to decorate. It would be like, it would be like a, a portrait of myself. I think. I feel like we should get you one of those portraits of yourself, mm-hmm. like in a like a king kingly kind. Actually, no, we should get you as a queen. <laughs> so <laughs> we could do one of each, but they'll both be my face. So yeah. Yes, exactly. And they face each other. <laughs> the matching set. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, where do we begin on this week's Bravo breakdown? I guess we should go oh kind of like, I don't know, as in come with the rationale. I say we just start with New York. That's yeah, fun. Let's, let's go there. Have you seen the rumors? Yeah. That Jenna, okay, Jenna Lyons is kind of on the fence, it seems. She's playing the media with whether or not she's going to come back for a second season of the mm-hmm. RHONY reboot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have some, I, it, it keeps me up at night, honestly, because I don't know where I stand on it. <laughs> it bothers me. because Not that I'm so invested in her coming back, but it's like, on one hand, it's smart. It could be smart because she yeah. had a good first season. And you know how they do it. They build you up your first season. Mm-hmm. They ta- Then they tear you down the next. It happens to... Um, that's what they do to big names to lure them in. That's how they got Carol Radswell and mm-hmm. Kathy Hilton. Like all these, they make you comfortable. They're like, it's not so horrible. Then boom, they go for the jugular. So mm-hmm. Jenna Lyons would be the first to see that and actually just be like, nope, you got that one season. I'm leaving on a high note. But then on the other mm-hmm. hand, this is where I get like kind of, is it the way she's saying it is really arrogant? Have you seen the interview? Where no, I haven't. Oh, they seen asked it. her why she wasn't at BravoCon, and she's like, "Because I had better things to do, like sit at home and twiddle my thumbs." 
<laughs> that's kind of yeah. bitchy. So. And the reason the reason that's where it rubbed me the wrong way is that BravoCon is for the fans. It's not for and yeah. the fans have been so nice to her. It's been like Twitter mm-hmm. is just constant because it's. It's one thing for us as fans to say, I don't want to go to BravoCon mm-hmm. because, you know, because there's different levels of fandom in general for whether it's Bravo or for any type of fandom. You know, there are some people who love WWE, but would never go to a live mm-hmm. show. You know what I mean? But never miss it, you know, at home. But like, but if you're a star of a, of a show, like, I mean, come on, it, it would be, I would I would just much appreciate it. Uh, granted, I'm all for honesty, but in that instance, I would much rather her lie to me and just say, I have really bad social mm-hmm. anxiety and I can't deal with Vegas. It's just too much for me, which I would believe because I love Vegas, but it's too much for me too. I couldn't like, imagine Jenna lying uh, yeah, in I, Vegas. That would be with no, crowds. and dealing with that many people all the yeah. time. Yeah. So, and that I would respect that lie. Yeah, or like she could ghost us. She could just ghost Bravo. But the way she spoke out, almost as if Bravo had insulted her and the show had been rough to her, she was treated mm-hmm. with like kit gloves. It was Jenna Lyons. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yeah. she's an icon. I would get it after next season when they inevitably tear her down and ruin her life. <laughs> but this season, she had a good run. <laughs> I, I've, I've wondered this sometimes. There's a couple of housewives I've wondered this about. There's one that one of my really good friends wonders this about. But because Jenna's, Jenna's mother is neurodivergent, mm-hmm. I wonder sometimes if Jenna is neurodivergent as well mm-hmm. or if it's just having grown up with such an extreme – not extreme, but – with a neurodivergent mother who didn't know she was neurodivergent mm. and having to deal with that, you know, that makes you a little quirky and like socially awkward in that sense. Like, because there just seems to be sometimes like she just doesn't, there is a bluntness yeah. to her that, that is there that I think a lot of times, you know, is, is seen more in neurodivergent people than, than, you know, un-neurodivergent people. Like but I don't, awkward, I don't know. I'm also not an expert on yeah, that. Yeah, like an awkwardness or she's often dis... Di- I'm, I almost said discomfortable. She's almost uncomfortable <laughs> in a lot of social interactions, it seems. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I don't know. Is it is it biological? And I can see, like, filming a show... I don't mm-hmm. know. That's the thing. I don't yeah, know. I, don't I mean, and there's also, there's just so much more research happening mm-hmm. with it and everything like that. So I don't know if it's genetic or, or what. Um, so, you know, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, um, so like I'm, but, but there, there's an awkwardness to mm-hmm. her and, and, a, and, a, and a, a thread of, of, of slight social ineptness, but at the same time, She's also, she goes to the Met Gala. She knows Kennedy's. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there is a way, I feel like maybe it's just in certain circles or with like in certain, yeah, in certain circles, mm-hmm. she's able to navigate it better. And perhaps at a place like BravoCon, that's not a place that she could navigate it as yeah. well. And maybe in Housewives, she can't navigate it as well. It's one thing 
a first season. But when you get into a second season, exactly, you get torn down. And now people know what the playing field is like. I mean, we've said this before that when you join Housewives nowadays, you know what you're mm-hmm. getting into. But I would say this, though, with that Roni reboot, they knew a level of what they were getting into with Bravo, but they didn't know what they were getting into, at least with the cast and the show mm-hmm. in that sense, because you don't know what you're coming into. And also, they had a weird season, because let's not forget they fired a cast member oh, yeah. a few weeks into filming. Yeah, Lizzie. They fired Lizzie. And so they had to re they had to refilm that changed their filming schedule. And there was a bunch of stuff that was filmed that then got scrapped. And there's also a bunch of history that ended up happening for some of those cast members that then they never had to talk about, which though that then did color the rest of the season, but we don't talk mm-hmm. about that. That fourth wall is not going to get broken on that, on that stuff. Something I think about too, maybe is she went in like, you said she's a little awkward. This is kind of out of her comfort zone. Um, reality. T- she's done reality before, and we have to remember that, but not this kind mm-hmm. of reality. It was more like she's the judge on a fashion, whatever. But um, yeah. so on a show like that, she was in control. Walking into this reboot, she was the big name. She was the anchor. She had the social clout. So there was a sense of control or reverence towards her. But after this season, others have come up. Jessel is the star of the show. Jessel has Rolling Stone covers and everything. And suddenly Jenna's not as important. And maybe she can't lord that over production and cast members. And so she's more vulnerable. And so she's dipping out. Mm -hmm. That's a thought. Maybe. Also, she's she's in her 50s. Mm. She's also in love and just got engaged. And maybe she's also like, you know what? This was a fun experiment. Yeah. And but this is really isn't me. And um, this is, uh, and I'm ready to move on. She'd be. A, so I don't know. I she'd be one of the first. It, and I give her credit for that. If she actually mm-hmm. it's like someone like she's not chasing the dragon because they all get sucked in. They yeah. all say just one season and I'll walk away. And then the mm-hmm. the the attention gets to their head. And... I mean, I would love to have her come back for another season. I would hate to not see her again. And at the same time, if she left, I'd I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And but I also don't think I would be necessarily heartbroken. I would just be sad that we wouldn't get to know her mm-hmm. better. Um, but I also wouldn't be, I would not be sad to, to, how do I say this? I would not be sad to not see her be torn mm. down. Is that the way, is that the right way to say yeah. it? I don't know. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? <laughs> like, I don't want to see her get torn down, but that's what, that's what'll happen. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Mm. I mean, it, it happens with the best yeah, we'll of them. See. So she's either really smart or really arrogant or both. I don't know. But I mean, you could be both yeah. or you could be. You know. Or why does she have to be arrogant? Why does she have to be arrogant about it? Like, yeah, that's what I meant. It she was, could just be a boss it's like, bitch. I get it. She was like, peace out, losers. I kind of like that. But the way Bravo Cons for the fans and the way she was like, I can't be bothered. I was like, I was like, okay, you're not, you're not. Yeah. I mean, I make excuses for the people I love, so <laughs> <laughs> we all do. <laughs> 
I don't want her to be arrogant. I need to, anyway, yeah. We'll see. You know who's <laughs> you know who's arrogant claims to have walked away from Bravo is a total liar and keeps trying to come back. Who could it be? Chases that dragon. <laughs> oh, who could it be? Two-time Roni person. Bethany Frankel. There's an update on her in the reality reckoning. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you see? I don't remember what the publication was, but it was the NBC Universal CEO, president, chair. Mm -hmm. I forget the hierarchy. But um, Francis Berwick finally spoke gave an interview about her thoughts on Bethany's reality reckoning and her attitude towards Bravo. It wasn't good for Bethany. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was like, I think it was variety. I think that's what it was. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, well, <laughs> and Bethany came out with her excuse. It was like, oh, well, just because I pitched three three shows and then I had a come to Jesus moment doesn't mean that it's not real. And I was just like, girl, it yeah. just. Well, the woman, the chair CEO, whatever, Francis Berwick said that Bethany leading up to the reality reckoning had been pitching three different shows to Bravo, Housewives spinoffs, kind of girls trip style girls trip style with the kids like a summer camp for housewives kids all these shows that they kept shutting down none of them got picked up Mm -hmm. and that's shortly after when she started the reality reckoning which is interesting about the kids show Mm -hmm. because that's one of the things in the reality reckoning that's kind of you on there about like kids Mm -hmm. I'm not using kids. I was like, so wait, why are we all this in? So you went from wanting to exploit the children to like not exploiting the children? Yeah. Like, what? What's up with that? Um, but I, I think it's it's just at least Bethany's portion is just all fallen flat, and she just has she's she just blames everybody else but herself. I um something that caught my attention with this was the way she answered back and said, "So what if I was pitching shows months up up until reality reckoning, and then what did she say? She had a awakening or a come to Jesus moment, and she changed what mm-hmm. she thinks. It's like saying she was enlightened, but the way I see it is as some guy who keeps asking a girl out and keeps getting rejected. And then he's like, fine, I have to kill you or stalk you. You know what? I don't mean to make light of that. But what I mean is it's that abusive. If I can't have you, no one else will. Actually, I think that's a relatively accurate uh, analogy Mm -hmm. right there. Honestly, it really, it really is. If I can't have you, nobody Mm -hmm. else can have you. Well, and I, I sent you that I saw it. I, oh, who who sent it? Who did I find it? Maybe, maybe it was Queens of Bravo. Maybe it was um, Bravo Chicks. I'm not sure. Um, but it was a posting from, recording from, I think, Denise Richards' podcast. And she was interviewing Bethany. And she basically kind of disagreed with Bethany. Was like, I I didn't, basically, I she, Denise Richards was basically saying, like, I didn't experience mm-hmm. what you experienced and what you're talking about in this reality reckoning. And then Bethany is going, well, 
Vanity Fair is owned by Warner Brothers Media, and Warner Brothers owns um, owns Shed Media, which produces Roni. So, of course, they like watered everything down. Now, I love a good conspiracy theory. However, I don't think that this was like a watered down because of Warner Warner Brothers owns Shed and also owns Vanity Fair. Do they own? Wait, I think I think. Do they own Vanity Fair though? I think it's Condé Nast. But this Condé, but there's Warner. But they might own Condé. I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah, everything's been so yeah. like it's been so consolidated nowadays. It's like, yeah, um, that's something we should. Hold on, I'll look it up. But but let's see. Hold on. Yeah, Warner Brothers owns Vanity. Fair, oh, they do because uh, they own Condé Nast. Yeah. Um. So. So, but this is the thing though, also, and that's what I kind of said last week is that the article was written by a fan of the shows, a fan of Bethany's actually too, which I think was doing a disservice to it. If it had been written by somebody who was into reality TV, was a reality TV reporter, I think perfect. But I think if it's somebody who's like, I'm glad they at least admitted that they were a fan, but I don't think it was as objective. And I'm sure there were things that were cut out because there have to be, there's an editor there. However, it just, there had to be more, like there had to be more. And I don't feel that this is a catch and release type of situation. This isn't a Weinstein situation mm-hmm. where like, oh, like stories are being killed about this per se. At least that doesn't, maybe I could be proven wrong years from now, but it doesn't seem to be like these horrible stories are being, are being killed you know, to protect Andy Cohen for some yeah. reason, you know, or somebody else is working on a similar story. I mean, there's, there's always going to be issues to be honest with you with the entertainment industry, with television period until we fix a lot of things systemically. But it, you just, you, she's a false prophet is what, she, is what Beth I, I do enjoy. She, remi- I've said it on here before. She reminds me of a certain someone who may have, recently been a president and um her big campaign to take down bravo failed so naturally it's a conspiracy theory against her and that's the only reason right. she could have been because she could never be wrong and there's there's the a, only reason she lost yeah there's trickery going on <laughs> she, she wants there's, a recount of how many people read that article and tweeted an agreement with her <laughs> <laughs> that's what they really have similar tactics and similar mindset and so mm-hmm. I, it's interesting though that wow. denise richards cited you know she's another one by the way circling back to jenna lyons another one who had a great first season and the second season there's a pattern with the, the mm-hmm. second season curse yeah. so mm-hmm that was fun. I did like seeing though the very head, not Andy Cohen clapping back at Bethany. Andy's boss's boss, the ultimate, the ultimate boss yeah. was like, no. How could, what's she going to do? Come, what's Bethany going to do? Come for the head of NBC Universal and try to say her skinny girl margarita mix is the biggest business in the room? I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. to compete with that. Yeah. Also, it's very easy for for Bravo, for NBC Universal, 
to can shed media and get another production mm-hmm. company. I mean, it's not super, it's not like, you know, but they could do it if they wanted to, if they felt that there were real, real issues with shed, just like they could do that to evolution if they wanted to. So this isn't, while shed has, has some, has power, they don't have that much mm-hmm. power. In, in the overall scheme of things. It's like, if this was, if, if this show was also on a, a Warner brothers media, do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If this was like a production company that was owned by universal NBC universal too. And then the, the article was by a, a company in a publication owned by NBC universal. Then I would, I, I would look at that vertical and go, Oh, maybe there's something there, but the vertical doesn't quite match up yeah. enough, but I don't know. That's just. I always, you know, I don't. It's not as fishy as she makes it out to be. I just live to see Bethany get shut down, and lately I've been blessed. It seems like every week there's a new little report going against her. So it fills our love tank. Yeah. <laughs> what other shows are there? Should we hop on over across? As I say, across the pond. Now I'm getting all fancy and British. <laughs> across the country, here to L.A., Beverly Hills. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Did you want, I, I caught up on the past two weeks the other night. Mm-hmm. I'd been, I've been kind of stressed about watching it, but then I got drawn in and yeah, yep. I don't know. I mean, my two big things are, okay. So I guess where should we begin? Do, do, do. Kyle or Sutton? Cause both are divorces with a different set of questions. <laughs> I guess Sutton. That one's that one's a little right, easier, I guess. I want to put this out there because hopefully someone has an answer. But I caught this I caught a hole in her story in the past couple of episodes. You know, she's opening up a little bit more about her divorce and how she's mm-hmm. growing from that and trying to she um leaves out why they divorced. She talks about how he was controlling and distant, and she, he'd basically send her off with the kids, and they lived sort of separate lives. And so I always assumed she left him for that. No. She said they were separated, and he left her. And, like, what was it? He, mm-hmm. She got a text. So I'm like, what pushed him? Basically, guys, I'm throwing out there. Did he have a secret family? <laughs> did he have a mistress? Did he have a mister? <laughs> Just putting that out there. Um, there's something she's not telling us. And the reason it, my antenna goes off is because he obviously paid her very, very well because whatever it was, mm-hmm. she, he doesn't want out there is my thinking. She's very careful about it. I also don't disagree with you because uh, two episodes ago when she was having lunch with Jennifer Tilly and she was talking about how she wanted to show her ex-husband kind of like who she was now and how far she'd come. Mm -hmm. And she was that woman. And I'm screaming at the television. He doesn't fucking care. He doesn't care Sutton. He doesn't like, I'm, and that's not me trying to be mean. That's me having been that woman who's been dumped and was like, I'm going to show him. He doesn't care. Mm. They never care once they've left. And usually if they've left you for when they don't care, it's because they've left you from somebody mm. else. Whether like, 
there's already been somebody in the picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that's usually what it is like 99% yeah. of the time. And so I'm going, he doesn't care. Like if for him just to dump you like that, to treat you like that, he didn't care. And he's not going to care. He's only going to care about the things he has power over, which was for the first couple of seasons, keeping your kids off the camera. Yeah, that's right. He withheld yeah. the kids. And then as they become adults, they were allowed to decide whether they wanted to be on mm -hmm. camera or not. And then some of them decided to. So, you know, he exercises his control still where he can. But as those kids become adults, he has less control over her. So I want to scream at her. Don't give him that control over your life. Yeah. Don't think that you're going to impress a man who's never like honestly given a shit about you probably for 20 years at least. Yeah. Which is hard to hear. Nobody ever really wants to hear that because you want to think like there was something more. But like men like that, they only care about themselves. Yeah, it seems like what I would. I mean, I don't think she'll ever say. I think that's why her divorce settlement is so generous, as we've heard, three hundred thousand mm -hmm. a month for life potentially. And um, that's amazing. I know. I'm I'm jealous. I would put up with some shit for that, honestly. <laughs> I would put up with a lot for a small fraction of that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, they have like an old fashioned marriage, old fashioned divorce. Like, this is like going back, like, this is like something like 1800s or the 20s. They live separate lives. He pay you don't hear about lifetime alimony anymore. That's something from the era when women weren't allowed to work and your wife was your property. Mm -hmm. So if you divorced, you had to take care of her forever, like a daughter or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. And that's the way you treated her. Yeah. And I mean, good for her. She got paid properly, but um, I would love to know what she's hiding. We just need to get her to, we need to get her to drink and <laughs> get her in a sprinter van. <laughs> poke her a little to have a breakdown and maybe she'll blurt it out. Oh my God. You're so evil. <laughs> Let's talk about the other divorce. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle and Mauricio. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it's going, but I don't have much faith in the marriage anymore. I think it's beyond retrieval. Yeah. I mean, just from the, sh I'm not talking about anything. Just when you let the marriage become, when you're willing to put it out in the media and on TV so badly, like you only have two options, vow renewal, which is the, which in housewives world is buys you a year before divorce or divorce. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't see how you can come back from that. But um, the thing we've, we've both been th talking about all week in our, the PCP group chat is there's a chance people don't realize Mauricio might have more to lose in the divorce, and Kyle may come out wealthier. It's mm -hmm. good for her. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. I think between like their combined assets, you know, they, they most, I mean, most likely never had a prenup. They, they didn't. Made, They're yeah. open about that. They yeah. never had a prenup. Okay. They built their life together. And then they had these. Yeah, they have all these shared assets. I mean, California is a community property estate, so you've got that going. But then she, so he has the agency, but she, I believe, has some ownership within that as well. I could be wrong, but I believe that she does. And then, but then she also has housewives. That's hers. Yeah. 
Like that's her money there. I mean, granted, everything gets split up, but she's got that continuing money coming in. Right. So like she, you know, they, like I said, there is no prenup. When they started, they truly, they weren't wealthy. Um, They really, they were a young couple and they built this whole life together. There wasn't family money and things like that so much. And so the agency, she can argue for it. So basically my math is she can walk away with half his share of the agency, which by the way, he doesn't own the whole agency. He owns, there are other investors, but he's obviously the lead partner, the public face of the company, but she could claim half his share of the agency. And that's where his money is. She can claim half of that. And she has her housewives and media career ongoing. You're right. Yeah. She could end up better off than he is slightly. And let's also look at like right now, the, the real estate industry is starting to like turn mm-hmm. in the U S and especially in California In the high luxury end. real estate markets. I mean, the luxury real estate market has it's definitely stale. turned a lot. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. And, but even regular stuff is turning mm-hmm. here in California. And so it's, it's, I think it's going to be really tough for realtors over the next, uh, you know, two to three years, especially in California, but I think nationally, but, you know, people don't like me to give uh, real estate opinions <laughs> as, as we've gotten in some comments apparently, but I go, I go, Hey, I'm a renter. It makes my life easier. I don't have to pay pro- property taxes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> um, anywho, but yeah, yeah. I, I, Kyle has, has some more revenue streams available to her yeah. post-divorce then at least we can kind of see that Mauricio does. I mean, we know Mauricio, he did that one-off Dancing with the Stars. He has selling Beverly Hills or buying whatever the Netflix show, but it's not the same scale as Kyle is one of the top paid, top tier, longest running Real Housewives. She's built her own. She can support herself. Plus she can take half of everything he has. So maybe he should be a little bit more nervous and maybe that's why she's a little bit more comfortable with this process. She can make him pay. She can punish him. Hit him where it hurts. And maybe maybe that's what kind of like happened. Maybe it's not even Morgan. Maybe Morgan, as a friend, was a way to get back at Mo mm-hmm. for years of hearing that Mo was cheating and aka knowing that he was cheating, <laughs> allegedly. Um, but you know, maybe this is just a way of going, yo, I really I don't need you anymore. And I don't have to put up with this anymore. This is, this is just time. Like, I don't, I don't really have to do, I don't have to do any of this. I'm not under financially under your thumb mm-hmm. anymore. I'm not financially under my sister's thumb anymore. I'm not financially, I'm not under my mother's thumb, you know, emotionally anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can maybe finally in my fifties start to have my own life period. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I would like to see her come out better than Mauricio. That would be, I mean, that would make her mother proud. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. The, those sisters are, um, they thrive. They're survivors. So that would be amazing. They are. 
should keep the house. Mm-hmm. She should keep the house and wear aspens. Keep them all. But she doesn't want to keep that. She thinks that house is haunted. So she should get rid mm-hmm. of that house. Although maybe maybe if she got rid of Mauricio, it would no longer be haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, there's something I want to talk about that happened. And so I know you don't really watch Summer House at all. Not much. But you know some about Summer House. Yeah, I used to watch know. it. And I got, you know, I have trouble connecting with shows that aren't about the richest of <laughs> These right. these people yeah, are too relatable you. for me, but I like it. I like their drama. <laughs> he, he doesn't like he doesn't like watching the pores. He needs to like fantasize about a life that's not like his. Yeah, own. these people are like my age group. I don't I don't want to see that. I have enough drama in my yeah. own life. I'm aiming for. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, <laughs> well. So I watch Summer House religiously when it's on. I'm watching Winter House right now. And, uh, but, you know, so everybody knows about the infamous Lindsay and Carl breakup, him dumping her mm-hmm. right before, or dumping her is harsh. Well, she would say dumping, um, ending their engagement uh, just a couple of months before their wedding and him doing it on camera, apparently. And so, you know, the, the internet, Bravo fans, Summer House fans are torn. There is a huge Lindsay camp and then there's a, there's a Carl camp. And the, the main part of me says, let's just wait until we see this goddamn season. Mm-hmm. And so we see it all like play out because I have, I have my opinions for sure. But I just, I also kind of am like, but let, let's see what happens here. However, Lindsay went on Vile Files podcast, which is Nick Vile from Bachelor Bachelorette mm. fame. He has his own, you know, reality TV podcast and it's pretty good, you know. Um, but he interviewed Lindsay and so she got to give her side of the story. And I've said this before earlier on, Lindsay's in PR. She knows exactly how to spin this shit. Mm-hmm. And so she has been spinning shit since the minute it happened. Didn't she? Carl didn't speak until BravoCon. Didn't didn't like, Lindsay didn't get like anything. a People magazine spread about this? I think it mm-hmm. was People. Yeah. One of those like Us Weekly something. Mm-hmm. And look, Lindsay, in my opinion, is different from Ariana Maddox. This is these are completely different breakups. These are different relationships. This is this is very, very different. So some people try to compare the two and I'm like, please stop it. They're just both blondes on Bravo shows. That's it. Like who, who had breakups this year? That's it. So she goes on vile files and like is telling her side. And it's, it really is just all Carl's fault. And, 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 and basically, you know, saying that he colluded with production to make this happen, to like do it on camera. And I was like, I really don't think so. A, like, I don't think he has that much power. B, if he did, uh, if he didn't do it on camera, people would be pissed off that he didn't break up with you on camera. Yeah. <laughs> if he did break up with you on camera, people are pissed that he did break up with you on camera. From what we're hearing, apparently they had a huge fight at the very end of the season, like the last party of the season. So production wanted to keep, wanted to like kind of tie a bow around this. And then in order, because they were going to do a special about Carl and Lindsay's marriage. 
basically Carl. And so then when the opportunity came up and that's what it looks like to me that like, okay, production wanted to film with them. Carl like took that opportunity to go, okay, I have to break up with you. I have to break up with you on camera. Why does he have to break up with her on camera? Because if she, if he doesn't, then she's going to spin it into the what it, what she says happens. Mm-hmm. If it's on camera, it's documented as to what happens. So now all she can spin is what happened beforehand. Yeah. She can't say that something different happened during like this breakup. Me. Do you know like what I he mean? D- he broke up with me via DM. Like she can't come up yeah. with these four. He FaceTimed me at the altar. Like mm-hmm. he has it right. on record. What right. happened. And this is the thing is that I've personally, I've been against their relationship since the beginning. Why? Because he was in recovery. He was not even a year into recovery. Mm -hmm. And when you're in recovery, you're not supposed to get into a relationship your first year into recovery. B, she is all about her. She has a lot of issues that she admits to, but she doesn't do anything about. She's one of those people who, in my opinion, is don't listen to what she says, listen to what she does. Mm -hmm. Like, watch what she does. And she doesn't ever change. She always does the same things. And how many, like, boyfriends and people have we seen her, like, yelling at nonstop? I'm not saying that these men are perfect either, but also there's a there's a thread of of her being verbally abusive to people mm-hmm. not just men also other cast members and like like sierra like page like so many people and some people don't like sierra and page and that's fine but let's past year she's verbally abusive to danielle who's one of her best friends who just was trying to voice the opinion that she thought that you guys were moving too fast this is one of your best friends would i love hearing that from one of my best friends to tell me that she thought i was moving too fast in a relationship absolutely not but would i would i throw her under the bus and say that she's not a good friend for telling me that? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. This is the problem with Lindsay. I'm probably going to get a bunch of hate, but like literally I've been watching the show since the very beginning. And the only thing I've seen change about her are her boobs. (laughs) Like, like she always has a victim mentality. Always, always about this. And I'm not going to say, cause I'm still want to see this season play out. I'm just saying the wit, what she's doing right now to me is starting to put me more on Carl's side than her side for me, because I've also been in these relationships where they yell at me and they manipulate me. And then they say that things happen when they didn't happen. And I can't get a word in edgewise. And it's all about them. And it's everything that they've done. Like watching Carl last season, he looked like a shell of a person. And it was basically all like, yes, Lindsay, whatever you say, Lindsay, it has to be like, whatever mm-hmm. you say, Lindsay. And I can imagine not wanting to be like waking up and realizing that's not what you want to be married to that they trauma bonded at one point, but now that trauma bond's being used over you. Also, That's my opinion at this moment. I mean, following your logic, I actually give him credit for that because two things, um, like you said, they got they got together when he was in reco- fresh in recovery, which they say not to do. And she could have become his new- Fresh in recovery and fresh in grief too. Yeah. Like from his brother dying too, and then put pair that with um, that this is his job. That neither of them have much that much of a career. This is their job. Bravo is mm-hmm. especially him. I mean, so it was it was it took courage 
to choose what's right for him over following through with a storyline for a show that pays his bills. Maybe Scandoval mm-hmm. released him yeah. a little. Maybe he saw how Scandoval became a success and was like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I won't get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she did admit on Vile Files that he didn't cheat on her. There mm-hmm. wasn't any cheating or anything like that. So good. Because look, a lot of men will try to get out of relationships by cheating on their partners instead of manning up and just saying, this isn't working and I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot of people cheat in order to get out of a relationship. Good for him for manning up and saying he didn't want to do this. Good for him for like for ending a marriage. Some people, like, what is he supposed to do? Lie to her and marry her? Or what is he supposed to do? Just not show up on the wedding day? That's even worse, dude. That's absolutely worse. That would have like, t- at least he didn't break up with her. I mean, that would have, but that would have been a great story. I know. Line. I'm like, take that scandal, standing her up at the altar. I mean, that would have been. That's some love is blind shit, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- that, this is a little, yeah. It would have been great. But seriously, I just. I she's on the offensive months out trying to rally the troops. And I feel like a lot of it's going to change mm. for some people. Some people will always be a Lindsay Stan and God bless them. But I think there's some people who have either always seen Lindsay a certain way, like I have, or there's some people who go back and forth, and, but also see, you know, cause look, I, but I also see Carl as like a fuck boy too. And look, and people who have been through hard times, just because you've been through a hard time doesn't make you a good person on the other end either. So let me let me say that. So I'm not saying like he's like an angel mm-hmm. or or anything else too. But at least at this moment, what I'm seeing is somebody who at least just said, I can't do this and did it on camera. If he called the cameras, I would be like, uh, I don't know if that's the greatest thing. But at the same time, I could just see if like, I need proof. I need I need documented proof of what actually happened because otherwise she's just going to make it look even worse mm-hmm. because she does. Yeah, she, she's she does. skilled. I mean, that she's a publicist. That's she's what she really does. skilled. She basically could hire she's herself. She's manipulative yeah. as fuck. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyhow, that's my... That's- <laughs> It's my Lindsay mm. Hubbard rant. <laughs> oh, some people are going to hate me. Some people are going to love me, but there we go. If any anyway. of them want to send us to the Hamptons, so I'm down. <laughs> so. I didn't want to rule that part out. I realized that. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's go. Let's go to the cool mountain breezes of Salt Lake City, because that is some tea that's been like popping off this week. I'm kind of, or just really the last couple of days. I'm kind of obsessed with Monica. I kind of respect her. (laughs) I, you know, she's one that I'm, I'm kind of like, I go back and forth on because I think she is. So as we've seen this season, she has, probably the worst mother we've ever seen on Bravo. She's just a horrible mother. But she's active and, on Twitter. But, so I like that kind of access. Yeah. <laughs> At LD millionaire. Come on. We, we know go. I'm going to be friends with her. And like, it's like a matter of weeks. You, you totally are. <laughs> Um, but her mother is like the worst mother we've ever seen. Mm. And at the same time, I was kind of like going, well, 
I am a little worried though, that as bad as Monica's mother is, because Monica was raised by basically just her mom, mm-hmm. that she has too many characteristics like her mother. That as much as she wants to be different from her mom, she's not different from her mom. And it looks like maybe she's not because of some stuff that's coming well, out. Like the, the stuff that's catching my, this is why I like her. I wouldn't want her in my life. I've been through that. <laughs> the, those, <laughs> some, some of them have been, you've seen on the shows, but um, no, but she's good TV. She's, it's a so she's accused of two things right now. There are rumors, insinuations out there that she stole Lisa Barlow's ring, right? Allegedly, mm-hmm. insinuations not coming from us. Just it's out no. there, the sixty thousand dollar ring, which is disgusting, but it's also like, well, she's and then the other thing is what Heather Heather's suing her. Well, yeah, Beauty Lab is suing mm-hmm. her. Well, so Beauty Lab was suing her because she wasn't, she basically entered into a deal for like a series of Botox treatments. And so she paid an initial price and then she was supposed to pay another like $2,000 on top of that for, yeah. for the rest of the treatments. And she never paid for them for the rest of the treatments, which she got. And then, so then Beauty Lab, sued her. And then, so then she countersued beauty lab saying, well, I shouldn't have to pay for them because they were botched. They were like bad Botox treatments. And then beauty lab, this is what I'm hearing. The beauty lab said, well, we'll fix it. And she was like, no, I just want the money back. And so, but what we're finding out is that apparently she did the treatments under a different name, not her actual name. And then during their trip, whatever, whatever this, like this vacation that they're going to take later on this Caribbean vacation, uh, Heather Gay finds out on the vacation that it's Monica's the one that's suing them. And, and she's the one who, <laughs> and so she's like, wait a minute, what? Wait, wait. So Heather, what? so this is what we saw at the beginning of like the trade, like the beginning of wait, the season. So Heather, Gay, Heather Gay's business is being sued by this Monica. Monica never mentions it. And like down in the season, they're on a trip and she finds out the woman in the room next to her is the same Monica who's been suing her this whole time. Yep. Oh my, I love yep. it. See, she's That's a hustler. That's what it is, yes. But I I, mm-hmm. I, also am a little biased. I won't get into too many details, but I've had um, interact business-related interactions with Heather, and I don't feel mm-hmm. she, in my personal feelings and experience, I did not walk <laughs> away feeling like she was ethical um, respectful, honest, allegedly up front. I can, <laughs> lots of words I could use, but so, you know, first of all, screw her. Let's be honest. Whatevs. Uh, but number two on that, it's good. Like I'm just saying she doesn't have the best business karma out there. I felt screwed over by her. Mm-hmm. And so good. Let Monica mm-hmm. go for it. That's all I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Well, there we go. I, I'm not one I, to. with the with Monica with the with Lisa Barlow's ring. I really hope it's not true mm-hmm. because also I really don't like the idea of of pointing the finger, basically calling somebody a thief because they're poor. 
Yeah, I, I don't true. like. That's what it kind. That's what it kind of feels like to mm-hmm. me. So I really hope it's not true, because yeah. then that just that just taints it all. Because just because just because you're poor doesn't mean you're a thief. Yeah. So um, so I really really hope that that is untrue. I hope it's a nasty lie right there. When it comes to Lisa Barlow's ring. Yeah. Well, for like. Uh, the one thing I do like, this is a nice level of petty scam artistry, artistry <laughs> like to be so. No, but I mean, because, okay, at this point, we're used to widows and orphans. We're used to mm-hmm. very heavy crimes, including her mentor mm-hmm. and intro to the show, Jen Shaw. I mean, let's be honest, Monica yep. studied under Jen Shaw, but this is kind of like scamming for Botox. These are kind of small claims court level lawsuits, except for the ring. Mm-hmm. But um That's grand larceny. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a bigger one. But I just mean this kind of like petty crime between housewives, to me it's entertaining. It's not it, <laughs> It's housewives on housewives crime. <laughs> yeah, they're they're literally scamming each other for Botox. So that that's kind of an in a, it seems innocent compared to what we've been through in recent years. So yeah, she certainly it, it gives does, us entertainment. Actually. I find her awful. I I, yeah. I I don't think she's a good person. <laughs> don't get me wrong, her or her mother, but for the sake of TV and entertainment, that's. That's what I watch for. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think that's it for this week's Bravo. God, we got a lot in there. So what, you know, what will help us out a lot. If you guys remember to rate, subscribe, review, and share pretty corrupt podcast. You can follow us, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all our personal accounts are linked on those too. And of course, don't forget PCP Pretty Corrupt Podcast is now two episodes a week. We've expanded, so this is Bravo Breakdown. And don't forget to watch this, li- listen this week as well to the PCP Pop Culture. So, see you next episode.